All right. Steven Tyson is apparently ready. We've got Aerosmith uh, music to start out this week, you know, because I've, um, you know, just tried to, you know, find good music to intro this podcast. Anyway, so I'm your host. I'm Alex Wood, the host of the Pastimes podcast. I'd like to welcome you all here. Uh, now, a little bit of explanation of the new art that you have seen, that you are seeing right now if you are watching it via the YouTube aspect. My YouTube name was spelled incorrectly, and I never saw it. So I decided to make a new um, cover art. But that's the explanation, and we're a minute into it, and I have not introduced the guest. My guest today is one of the two hosts of Pub Table Racers. Um, he's had a lot of jobs within the NASCAR industry, and if I gotta be honest, Pub Table Racers is really fun to listen to because you get to hear stories of a lot of people, um, you know, who've been in the industry. Tim Packman, how are you doing today? Hey, how you doing? Happy Election Day! If everyone's out there and voting or voted already. Yep, we're filming this on November 3rd. Uh, if you Perfect. voted, good for you, um, especially during a pandemic. Stay safe. And um, so, Tim, kind of tell us who you are and what you're about. Um, okay, here's the, here's the half beer story. Uh, born and raised in Buffalo, New York. My dad raced, my stepfather raced, my uncle was a starter. I grew up at the racetracks in western New York. Years later, my stepbrother got into it, so it kind of got us all back into it. And then one day I said, you know what? I'm going to school for broadcast journalism. I'm going to work in NASCAR. I watch it all the time anyhow. So I uh, started uh, uh, you know, doing all my projects and everything at school, uh, college for that. And then I started uh, working in Lancaster Speedway as an announcer. And then I started writing for the program. And that led to another track calling me for Friday night and stuff for them too. And then it just kind of took off. And then I... Uh, Started working for CBS Sports because I walked up to Mike Joy at the PRI show and I turned to my friend from Buffalo. I said, I'm either going to get a job out of this or get my butt handed to me. I tapped Mike on the shoulder. I said, hi, my name's Tim Packman. I want to get into race broadcasting for NASCAR. And he goes, really? I said, yeah. So I told him my story two weeks later. He calls me up and says, hey, you want to work CBS Sports as a pit spotter in Daytona? I go, yeah. So <laughs> I, went, I went down there and uh, you know, I worked the week. And uh, from there, I ended up at NASCAR.com as a writer and then from there i started i helped start the website for dale and incorporated and they never had one until 2003 and then from there was mrn radio richard childress racing and then i went back to buffalo the track i started at when i was the uh, track president for three years lancaster speedway and dragway got short track promoted the year two years wrote a couple books along the way one with bobby allison one is a children's book called funny dan the race car man and I have another one coming out in the spring called Petey the Pace Car. Yeah, everyone, uh, if you've okay. watched Pub Table Racers, you will know they drink Miller High Life in honor of yes. Bobby Allison. That's right. And, uh, you know, Johnny Benson even said he lo he likes Johnny or Bobby <laughs> Allison. I got a big yep. box of Johnny Benson stuff behind me that I got from a guy I met on Facebook. Uh, right. Of course, Johnny's from uh, an hour and a half away from where I live. Uh, you, you probably have gone on my Facebook profile and seen where I live, but, yep. uh, yeah, it's just, it's a small beach. Here's the way I would describe it. Okay. A small beach town in the Midwest. That probably makes absolutely no <laughs> sense. 
Hey man, Alex, whatever works for you and people find it, that's perfect. Yeah, you know, uh, I should ask Rob Fredrickson the same thing when we have him on here. Uh, if you guys don't know who he is, he uh, is a former linebacker who played in the NFL and went to my dad's high school. And his dad taught my dad woodshop. Perfect. So, but, um, so kind of describe, you know, who are some of the, well, this is my first question. Who is or are some of the most influential people that you ever had the chance to meet? Like, um, like Dale Earnhardt, like if you ever met Dale Earnhardt or anybody. So I worked there for four years, but it was after uh, Dale passed. But early in my career, there was a guy named Alex Friesen, who is the uncle of Stuart Friesen. He gave my very first job in racing as an announcer. And he, uh, I learned a lot from him, just kind of watching him observing and asking questions. And he goes, he goes, you ask a lot of questions. I go, how am I supposed to learn? But uh, So he was influential, a guy named Howie Markell and Kenny Hangar, two guys up in Buffalo area. And then when I got down here, uh, I have to say, uh, you know, Bobby Allison, you know, we went from being the hero as a kid to a friend. Uh, the joke is we wrote the book in 2003, and I never went away. <laughs> so, you know, we still go to dinner at least once a week yeah. and hang out and stuff. But um, then I say uh, Richard Childress. I learned a lot from him just by observing and picking up how he operates. So those are those are ones there. Uh, how did Pub Table Racers start? <laughs> so... Sell, my co-owner and co-host um, of Pub Table Racers and PubTableRacers.com called me up one day and he goes, you know what? Every other swinging, you know what, in the garage is doing a podcast and all over the sport. We should do one. I go, I don't know. I don't know. Let me think about it. So I went to the movie Ford versus Ferrari and I said, you know what? Because I was, I was in Memphis. I was about to go back to Buffalo and I said, I'm sitting there. I'll tell you, I got emotional when they showed the scenes. And I went, I gotta go back. So I Came to Mooresville, I said, let's do it. So in March at a pub table, we launched uh, Pub Table Racers. And when we started, if we reached 300 people or 350, we thought that was a lot. Uh, fast forward to now. Oh, we got a bad connection again. Oh, sorry, you there? Yeah, uh, connection kind of cut out. Okay, would you lose me? Yeah, uh, just uh, re-answer the, the – uh, when we were talking about uh, Nashville, uh, go back from uh, – start at Nashville Memphis. and come back. Okay, Memphis. Uh, oh, okay, Memphis. Memphis. I was on the verge of going back to Buffalo to uh, there because I didn't know if I want to get back into racing here. And we're reaching – averaging 45,000 people. And I went and saw the movie for um, Ford versus Frog with my dad. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I was sitting there and I went, I got to go back. And I turned to my dad. I said, I need to go back to Charlotte. He goes, yes, you do. <laughs> so uh, I came back, and Warren called me with, to do the show. And um, I uh, I was a little reluctant, but then we started talking about it. And, you know, I want to do something, you know, pub-orientated. So we're sitting at our place we go to, and, you know, Barstool Sports, right? Yep. He's, he's done well. So we're sitting at the Barstools, and I look over, and there's, a, there's a people sitting at a pub table 10 feet away. So I said, what's 10 feet away from every bar? stool pub table so we have pub table racers because warren has a pub table that he owns it's in his basement that's where we do the show yep and uh from there we just started it and when we started we were lucky to reach 350 people uh we started like when the pandemic when everything got shut down somehow we still found topics um 
that we started getting guests on, and now fast forward to what is this November? Yep. We are averaging reaching through social media forty five thousand people a month. Yeah, uh, the first ever episode I watched with you guys, you could probably guess which one it was. It was the Johnny, Johnny Benson, Benson one. Um, that was a really interesting one. I've watched it ever yeah. since. I really like the Steve Park one. He was great too. Yeah. Yeah, Ron Hornaday. Someone should have asked him a question about Johnny Benson in 2008. Just saying. Yeah, we, uh, we got something planned for that, so that's why I saved the question. So, so, um, so um, you know, I've never gotten to meet Johnny Benson. However, yeah, I have a yeah. crap load of autographs. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've spoken with Barb a little bit. And I know more about, you know, I know about his career on the, on the national level. I know about it on the, lo- on the local level. Um, we know about... Carson Hosevar, since you guys touched on him a little bit, I'd like to touch on him, especially because you've been in the industry for so long. Where do you see his career going? Well, he's definitely uh, showed up on the map and in front of people's uh, eyeballs lately, so that's a good thing. It shows he has some talent. Uh, If he can back that up next year with a good, solid start. And I always say give everybody, like, you know, I always give them, like, a quarter of the way through the season, uh, which didn't prove to be true this year in the Cup Series, but you know, the guys that were winning in Xfinity and, and trucks pretty much were there at the end. Um, and that's how I look at it. But if he can come out with a strong showing again, then people will definitely take more notice and he'll be like the next Zane Smith. Yeah. I think Zane's a great little racer. The, but the only problem with Nice is they don't have the GMS backing as right. they did last year when they had all that success with Chastain. Right. Um, so, you know, we, we've... You know, I followed the sport since 2003, since I was one year old. Um, probably since I since my parents adopted me, so that was right. I was kind of thrust into that. Um, they raised you well. Oh yeah. Well, it was mainly my my mom's side. They were big Gordon fans, yep. and my dad was a Gordon fan, so I was a Gordon fan. But my dad's side were Junior fans. But we could always find mutual ground with like the grassroots drivers like Rusty Wallace, Dick Trickle, and Johnny Benson. Right. Um, So, you know, you've been around the sport for a long time. Who are, who is, um, you know, I don't want to get personal here, but who is one one of your favorite people you ever worked with? Uh, I'm going to give a toss up between Downhead Incorporated because when I was there, Alex, from 2003 to the beginning of 2007, like, we'd show up at Daytona, and we'd walk in like we were 10 foot tall, and, you know, we'd be winning everything, and oh, yeah. two, two, you know, two Daytona 500s, you know, I'm there a month and a half, and I'm also like, holy crap, I just earned a Daytona 500 yep. with Michael Walter. You go back the next year, oh, you got another one, and then you start, you know, championships, and then I started working with Martin Truex, I did his PR for his first, uh, his, his Bush Series championships, or Nationwide, whatever they were, Bush. and then he started in Cup, and then uh, I went to MRN Radio after that. But I would have to say there in Richard Childress just because it was the connection between the Earnhardt thing. So, yeah. you know, from a little kid from Buffalo, like I'd be sitting there doing something in the museum with Richard be filming something. I'm literally sitting on a chair with the 500 car sitting behind me and remembering that day with CBS Sports, how I was in that line. You know, when you come down the line, well, I was in that line and peeled off. So I'm like 10, 15 people behind me the camera shot is. And I'm like, nuts. But uh, I do have, still have blades of grass from uh, where he did his burnout. When we were leaving, I went over and grabbed a bunch of clumps and put in a plastic bag. So, did you ever meet not? Dale Earnhardt? Yes, I did. Um, uh, as interviewing him, but I was so new on the scene. I started in 
September of 2000, so I really wasn't around that much. Okay. I still have his last interview with me on a micro cassette. <laughs> uh, remember those? Um, but yeah, so uh, I I was around him, and I'm gonna tell you when he would come to the media center, Alex, there was like you could you could, you could feel some a presence of someone. At least when he talks about when her dad used to come down from the stairs at Grayson on the white stairs, and there was just a presence, and you know, and yeah. it, that's how Dale was when he walked in. There was just this aura about him, you know. Yeah, people would say he was like Elvis or John Lennon. Yeah. Do you have any now? I've spoken with Larry McReynolds, who wants to be on this podcast, right. and he said he'll share a story about Dale Earnhardt. Could you share a story about Dale Earnhardt, if possible? Um, I wasn't really around him enough to do that. Uh, I just remember, like, the first time I interviewed him, and he took my question, he looked right at me, and those eyes, and like, oh, and I'm like going, uh, you know, not knowing that, you know, a year later I'm going to go to work there. But uh, it, it was just... I don't really have because I wasn't really around that much around him. Yeah. Um, when he won the 500, I was with CBS Sports, and like we were back at Victory Lane, so it was cool to see all that. Um, what was that day like? Oh my God, unbelievable! Like the noise and the and the roar and the people and the whole thing and like you know everyone went out to pit road and I'm just like wow, unbelievable. Uh, and that was my third year of 2000. Yeah, that was my second year working for um, CBS Sports. And so Gordon won the first, his first one the year before, and Dale wanted to be there and be part of it. It was like just incredible. And that uh, was the Hendrick one, two, three in 97. Yep. Yeah, that's right. It was. And uh, so that's it. But, you know, we're going to Dale Jr. I had four years with him. So there's some stories that I can tell. Him oh, yeah. <laughs> Could you tell a story about Dale Earnhardt Jr.? I have a, I have a, I have a fun one. Um, so when we go somewhere, like everybody wanted a piece of him. Everyone wanted to like, you know grab him by the arm or touch him with people that and I'm like going hey can I just stop that because when I was in the Navy I was part of security for the Admiral because we were on the flagship for the Atlantic fleet thank you for your he service goes, thank you he goes show me what you mean so next time we did something I did these little certain things he goes how'd you know that I said I'm in the Navy I learned that stuff but one day we're sitting in the communications office and we had all these doors that opened to the outside so Dale Jr. used to come in once in a while and, you know we talked to um, Ross and you know, what's up what's going on in that if he had stopped to sign, we always put it in this one area. And, uh, you know, because I, I could do his signature, but I felt uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. So when people say, oh, can I get a Dale Jr. signed hat? I go, do you want, do you want Dale Earnhardt Jr. signed that? Or do you want signed by Dale Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> um, so one day he comes in, and the son is, like, on the front side of the bed. And he comes in, doesn't say a word. He goes, man, I'm tired. He lays up on this empty office cubicle and lays on the on the, the desk area, stretches right out, lays in the sun like a cat, and goes to sleep for 20 minutes. So we're all sitting there, picking up our phones, taking up work, because we don't want to wake him. We're, we're all working very, very quietly. And he gets up and goes, whew, I feel better. See you guys later. Watch out. <laughs> and it was like, that was funny. That's big time auto recent kids. So it, when Dale Earnhardt Jr., like when people want Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s autograph, like you would sign it or would? No, there was, I didn't do that. It was just a joke. Okay. I would tell people because, you know, the, the demand for him was huge. Oh, yeah. Like, he had an entire, an entire like, room in his, uh, at the time it was uh, Chance to do Motorsports. And Matt Kenseth came over one time. He comes in our office and he goes, have you seen all the blanky blank Junior has over this time? We're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you can see it. I've always wanted a Dale Jr. autograph. I've already got a Gordon autograph and a Chase right. Elliott autograph. But uh, okay. I've always wanted a Junior one, man. Yeah. Freaking love Junior, but uh, yeah. Uh, so 
you know, um, do you have any Johnny Benson stories since, you know, uh, I'm also a Benson fan? Uh, so I was a writer at NASCAR.com, and we're down there for testing. And we, we I'm walking down the street, and all of a sudden this car pulls up with him and this PR guy, and he goes, hey, what the blank you doing? <laughs> I said, just waiting for you to pull up. He goes, get in. So we get in. And, like, so I go, where are we going? He goes, you'll see. So we went to this place in Daytona. And, uh, you know, we're sitting there, and we're just hanging out and having a few beers, and a bunch of other people in there, too. You know, eating peanuts is the oyster part in that. And this girl comes up. She's asking, oh, what do you guys do? What do you guys do? <laughs> Johnny goes, I'm a tire changer. <laughs> I died laughing. I go, you almost won the 500 the year before. And he's going on and on. And it was just, we just, that girl walked away thinking Johnny Benson was a tire changer. Well, yeah, because Johnny Benson at the time wasn't, you know, a super known driver. But uh, oh, he Bush, was known. Bush championships. Yeah, yeah Bush championships. 13 years later, he would win a truck championship. You know, yep. people around here, they know who he is. You know, okay. uh, you know, I'm 18. People probably, you know, you don't go up to, you probably wouldn't go up to a random 18-year-old and say, hey, do you know who Johnny Benson is? Especially if you're from Grand Rapids or if they sure. race around West Michigan. But uh, uh, now, since you, we're on the topic of the 2001 Daytona 500, I don't know, um, you know, I try to avoid this, but, you know, I, everyone has a story of where they are on certain yeah. days. Like my parents remember where they were on nine 11. Some people yeah. remember where they were when Dale Earnhardt senior won the Daytona 500. I remember where I was when Trevor Bain won the Daytona 500. Right. Tell okay. us the story of the 2000, your view of the 2001 Daytona 500. My parents were in ESPN zone in Chicago with my uncle and his girlfriend at the time because they went to the, um, Chicago Auto Show at I think at the McCormick Institute. Okay. Uh, so tell us your story. So you know they're coming down to the end, but like holy crow, they're gonna you know they're gonna Michael's gonna win his first one and Junior's second and Dale's right there, and all of a sudden they go to turn four and it didn't look like a really really bad hit. So like oh no, you know, geez, oh, and then Michael's on. I was like holy crow, you know when I was like oh my god, he pulled it off first time in two hundred and forty one, four hundred twelve or whatever it was. Four hundred sixty two. Four hundred sixty two. Thank you. And because I myself picked him, and Mike Vega from the Boston Globe picked him for to win that race, um, and we got laughed at. So you know we're like doing the whole thing. What's up with Dale? Crap! They were rushing to the hospital, and then words going like straight. That's like it's not good. And so we're like, okay, all right. You know what do we do? And so we're sitting there, and we're like, okay, we have three writers doing this. We get the guys that are at the, you know, the producers because at the time, NASCAR.com was owned by AOL Time Warner. So we got in touch with them. So we started putting all this stuff together, uh, you know, just in case. And all of a sudden, the one guy I work with, his wife worked at Halifax Hospital. Okay. And she called him, and she said, step outside. He goes, no, just tell me right here. She goes, step outside, dude. So he steps outside, and she goes, we lost him. So we knew before Mike Helton said anything. Now we're sitting there crying, trying to, you know, trying to hold it together. We read our stories. Read it's okay. So they wanted to hit it. They wanted to break the news. And I said, no, we are not going to go against NASCAR. As soon as Mike Helton tells us something, and so I was very adamant that we would look like ass jokes for doing that. Yeah, and you're allowed so, to say asses. Go right ahead. It's fine. I'm, I'm just saying this. And when Mike Helton said we've lost Dale Earnhardt, boom, we hit post, and then it was out, and it was just, and then after that it was just, I mean, you, there was just a, a pall, like it was just over the whole track, and then, then you started seeing all the accolades and. Um, I was driving back the next day, and I, I drove back that night, and I stayed at a hotel, and I got up in the morning, and it's on ESPN, CNN, every news at Fox, everything. I'm like, 
wow, this is a bigger, this is a big deal because we're used to our little cocoon, Alex. Oh yeah. And then I get back to um, Charlotte, and they call up and said, "Hey, CNNSI wants you to go in front of Dallin Incorporated and do a live shot." I said, uh, "Okay." No, it's CNN. So okay. I go trotting over there. You know, me and my wife at the time, and I took my steps on because he was like anti-racing. And he, I showed him what the following was like. And that, that day, he got, okay, this is a bigger deal than I thought. So I did the report, you know, from there with everybody behind me. And I remember, the Alex, there was lawyers, there was business people, there was bikers, there was truckers, there was everybody. Everybody, there's all walks of life there. And they're putting flowers down and everything. And while we're standing there, Tony Jr. and Sr. come out, and they raise the victory flag for Michael Waltrip. And everybody started to applaud, and everybody started to cry. So it was just, you know, um, it was amazing, you know, so it was, you know, then the whole weeks afterwards, you know how that went from there. Oh yeah. Park won the next race. race And that was, uh, honestly, that was a really good race. Yes, it was. It was a dang good race. Especially when we got down to those last few laps. It's just like, okay, either Labonte's going to win or Park's going to screw up. I knew watching the finish, it looks like Park's going to. It looked like Park was going to make a mistake, but he didn't. Same, it's kind of like Johnny Benson in two thousand and two. I know. I, I mean, I've been. I'm actually writing a book and a paper about Johnny Benson as of right now. So, hey, you know, I I'll let you know how that goes. But anyway, two thousand and four, the Daytona five hundred was a really big deal. The reason I'm talking about that today, the day we're recording this, is election day, and the incumbent president was the Grand Marshal at the Daytona five hundred this year. What was the 2004 Daytona 500 like with President George W. Bush in attendance? It was uh, it was good. We all got there early. Um, it wasn't you know the hype like there is now because you know things weren't you know things weren't all um, you know security wise was still big after 9 11 and everything. But it was cool that he was there and you know he uh, you know I really didn't get to see him but when Trump came. He was he was 15 feet away from me when he got out of limo when I'm walking on. I was I found a pit box and I sat right there and recorded because. Just from a historical standpoint, because he's oh, yeah. president, I thought it was cool. Leave it at that. And um, so, in 2004, when Dale Jr. won, so, so I was doing, we had John Andretti driving for us in the 500. Yep. I was so confident Dale Jr. was going to win, that underneath my team shirt for Andretti, I had a DEI shirt on. So, when it came down to the end, I took my took my shirt off, crew shirt off, and I put it in the pit box, so I'll get that later. And so, you know, they all went running out there, and then, you know, I'm like, oh, what else? So I went out there, and I, Alex, I'll never forget being by the car, and we're all standing there, and all of a sudden I get pushed up next to the car, and I said, I got knocked into it, and I was like, hey, and Dale Jr. looks at me and goes, what's that? I just got pushed. <laughs> I give him a high five. <laughs> Sorry, high five. Hey, okay. you're fine. I'm good. And um, I looked up in the stands, Alex, and it's something I'll never forget for as long as I live. I still get goosebumps on my arms. The crowd was just insane. Like absolutely going crazy, and everyone their arms in the air and they were just applauding him, and they they loved it. It was a healing day for a lot of people, um, so it was cool to uh, sit there and look up, and then you know we went back over and did all the stuff, and then you know, of course we went out that night, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> let's just say there were a lot of packs of gum at the uh, car going into the uh, back then it was Daytona USA. And that's a really sweet paint scheme that won that race, that born on date car. Yeah. Yeah, we put it. Uh, we all signed it, and put it in there, and I made sure to put Tim Packman, Buffalo, New York, right in there. <laughs> I'd probably put Alex Woods, St. Joseph, Michigan. Perfect. Yep. So, exactly. um, but uh, you know, 
that you know i first off i'm not a trump person i don't really like to bring up politics but you know just saying but you know for someone who isn't a trump person and with him being the president and seeing him at the daytona 500 and you know i think any big it's a big deal when the president's there no matter what sporting event it is no matter who the president is you know it could be you know whoever you know it could be uh mark cuban for for or you know it could be eric Estep from out of the group who goes to all these nascar races hey shout out to you eric uh if you're watching this um what in my opinion one of the greatest uh nascar people out there who provides these um he provides great insight for nascar i think you know everyone's got a story to tell and uh you know i i as of right now, I feel like you've got, uh, you know, you'll probably have some questions for me, uh, you, you know, later in the interview, but uh, I got a story to tell. So sure. it's 2012 at Michigan, June. Right. You know who won that race? Dale Jr. Right. So we are a bunch of Gordon fans sitting in this pool of junior fans. <laughs> and so we're, um, the iceberg, Jarrett Lundberg was, was there too. Um, I don't know how, if you follow the guys on YouTube, but you know, I'll, I'm, I'm you know. not as much as I could or should say. Well, yeah, it's, it's totally fine. But anyway, so there are a bunch of junior fans there and they, I tell you, I tell you what, I heard these, I couldn't even hear the cars going by us on the racetrack when junior was going to win that race. Cause it had been yeah. four years in that very race since he had won. And even I was cheering. And then there was someone behind us going, Hey, what's that Gordon fan doing? Jared for Junior. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to put it aside for the moment. Well, yeah, I, I think the guy was probably up for. The guy sounded like he was from Flint, so yeah, I don't like the stereotype, you know, people right. from Michigan. But hey, uh, it's a great track, and um, Brad Keselowski will win there. Okay, I think. Should like to think he would, right? Well, he's um, well. That's his best track where he hasn't won a race yet, so and he's. And he is not a very good road racer, so we'll have to see. Uh, I'm excited. Frank Cummings, Martinsville, Bobby Allison. Don't bring that one up. He never won. <laughs> yeah. He, never, he, never won. He, goes, he goes, I had a lot of second places and a lot, a lot of laps. I just never. It always bothered me that I never won that. Richard Petty won 15 times there. Well, he knows. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, if I had, you know, if there is one thing I want to do, I've got two things on the net. Well, I got a few, two things that don't include meeting drivers on my NASCAR bucket list. Attend the Daytona 500. It's a must do. Yep. And, um, what was the other one? Oh, intend an inaugural NASCAR race. Like if NASCAR is going to go to Berlin raceway, the cup series goes to Berlin raceway up in Marne. I'll go there. And like, I want to go there, which I, which the track's not as big as, Right. You know, Bristol, I don't even know how big the track is because I've never been up there. I've been up to Kalamazoo a number of times, but, um, you know, we've, um, you know, we've gone to Hartford Speedway, uh, which is the local dirt track. But um, what's Mike Joy like? Mike Joy? Jeez, uh, you know, I- I've known him through, uh, since 98. So uh, he's a good guy. I mean, you give him conversations and stuff. You know, he's very knowledgeable. Um you know, he's always been, you know, good, and we see him, and I say, you know, it's all your fault. I got involved. He goes, I know, I know. Um, 
That's good. So he uh, he says you've done well. And I said appreciate it, but he's a good guy. I mean, I like talking to him. You know, when we get a chance because you know a lot of times though you've got to catch him in town to talk with him, but because you're at the track, everyone's going in a million directions, doing different things. Yeah. But uh, I remember back then it was Mike Joy, Buddy Baker, Ned Jarrett, and Ken Squire, some of the greatest announcers of all time. I think that that lineup, the '97 lineup of Squire, Jarrett, and Baker, yeah. I enjoy listening to them. Yep. Squire, Another Squire was he was a magician with words. Oh yes, he. I I still think he is. When you hear him say your name, what's that? He coined the phrase "the Great American Race." Yep. And um, when you hear him say your name, you know you're going to be a legend. Yeah. <laughs> well, the best was Benny Parsons. He, he remembered everybody's name. So like, oh, yeah. time he walks up on the holler, I'm at DEI, and he goes, hello, Tim Pack. And I went, hey, man. Like, Benny knows my name. Like, I thought that was cool as hell. You know? Yeah. And uh, he, knew, he knew Christian Elder's name, and nobody knew who Christian Elder was. I was good friends with Christian, man. He was, he was, he was unique. He was funny as hell. Yeah, my um, co-host... Um, Ultimate Twenty Three Dragon did a YouTube video on Christian Elder, yeah. and um, about his whole career. Tell us, right. do you have any Christian Elder stories? Because uh, I know she's going to listen to this. Right? No, it's fine. Like, uh, so I got to know him just because, you know, you, you're around people. You know, as a writer, I I always I I wasn't here to like blow the top off of things or make it difficult or criticize. And when I first got in, Alex, I was like. Oh my gosh! All these writers hate NASCAR. Why are they here? You know, why, why do they let them come in? And, you know, they were just trying to be critical and whatever. So um, I never did that. So they, they quickly caught on. You know, different people caught on. Like Hornaday and some others. Like you know, this guy's okay. Uh, so I'd see him out and I just hang out with him. And you know, I wouldn't tell people what went on. Not that anyone went on bad, but you know, since doing that, but uh, he had a party at his house one time, and it was after. Jeff Gordon and Robbie Gordon got into it in the track someplace, and they were all they were there, and they about threw down at the party, and we're all like, you know, big like we want to watch this. You know, this is before video camera, video on your phone, and like we want to watch this go down. And they 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 said he goes, come on, they went off to the side, and I guess they talked it out. We're like, oh man, I want to see that go down, Gordon versus Gordon right here. <laughs> but uh, you know, we're all circles like that. Was it? Oh my gosh, that would have to be after two thousand and one at New Hampshire. I, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, that could have been it. Okay, because that's when Robbie Gordon wrecked Jeff Gordon, which a lot of people are mad about still. And Robbie Gordon, I think he was a bullheaded, yeah, you know, sob. That's why I didn't like him. But you know, uh, fun to hang out with—that's for sure. Yeah, but you know, I like him. You know, in terms of the off-road stuff and Christian Elder, man, that story was. But uh, Kevin Grubbs—that was another story that hit me pretty hard, though. Yeah. Once I heard it. Uh, because I have friends who struggled with that type of stuff. Right. Do you remember Jason Leffler? Oh, God, yeah. Do you have any stories of him? Uh, not really, because he was just kind of there. You know, he had that, that cleft chin. Um, but he was a friend of the guy I used to announce with in Buffalo who got a radio job down in Greenville. So he was at the track all the time. But, you know, I just see him and talking a little bit and as a crew chief and – and that, you know, it's, it's you don't want to be that guy that's always a good man, but you know, you see him, you're just like, hey, how you doing? But I don't have any stories about him. Like, can you follow? Yeah. So. Because uh, actually, former MLB pitcher Matt Manti, his son goes to my school. Okay. And, um, you know, he's in my class. Well, I'm not in actual school right now. I do online school. But, um, right. yeah, you know, it's it's cool when you have, like, those connections. 
Yes. And um, so, you know, uh, you know, I, I think one of the, you know, the, the reason I, you know, look up to Johnny Benson so much is because he's been so resilient and he's and he really cares about other people. He does. He's he, very helpful. You know, he, he mentored Carson. He he driver coached Danica. Um, who else did he help out? He helped somebody else out. But um, what's that? I thought you asked a question there. No, I just, I just. Okay. Um, do you see where do you see like Haley Deegan and Natalie Decker going? Because I see like a, uh, a a battle between them, not like you know bare fisted brawling, but I do see a war to sell hats and t shirts. Um, said he's always he's been helpful to a lot of people. Okay. I, I, I just said he's been very helpful to a lot of people, but people don't realize it. So performance sells. So Haley Deegan said it best. She goes, look, people are expecting these great things. It's going to take me a while to get up to speed. I'm going to go out there and learn all I can, do all I can, and I'm just going to learn. I'm not, I'm not here to set the world on fire. I'm here to And uh, Haley, if she could get, uh, excuse me, if uh, Natalie Decker could get consistent, uh, I'm sure, you know, learning to get her, her better and better all the time. It's a great approach. She's still passed. taking the pressure off herself. She's not in there going boasting or bragging. Here's what I'm going to do. Or, you know, improve as well. But I don't know, you know, the equipment she's in. Is it her? Is it, you know, she got sick this year. So, you know, the momentum of, of what you're doing, when you break that, you have to regain it. Exactly. So. And uh, I'm a fan of both of them. Uh, Gracie Trotter won at, um, where did yeah, she win? That's you're What's that? <laughs> do you hear what said? So of course you are. You're 18. Well, yeah. Of course you're a fan of those two girls. You're 18. <laughs> I, I, that's a joke. I'm, I'm not like you, – you know what I meant. Um, Actually, you I and I share this – what's that? But anyway, uh, you, you and I share the same birthday. October 16th? Yep. Very good. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, but you know what I meant, you know, like why I'm a fan of Haley Deegan and Natalie Decker and Derek Krause even, throw him in there. I see him having a good career yep. too. Um, you know, I'm a fan of a lot of the younger guys. Josevar I'm friends with, so I'm kind of biased towards Josevar. Which makes sense. But, uh, you know, um, right. I know people who raced against him. I know people who... Um, you know, um, you know, I might have seen him race. I don't know. Like when we talked the last time over the phone, we were like, uh, if our paths crossed, you know, we probably met at the Chuck E. Cheese in Portage on Westnage Avenue on right. South Westnage. So uh, but uh, because his dad's shop is on uh, Westnage and uh, um, I-94 separates North Westnage and South Westnage. Uh, do you have any stories now, since I'm a big, you know, Michigan auto, auto racing fan, do you have any stories of something that happened at Michigan International Speedway? Mm, nothing I can think of. Nothing that stands out. Okay. But, uh, Probably because I've been there so much I forgot them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun track, though. Yeah. But well, uh, since I'm a Gordon fan, I have to ask, do you have any good Jeff Gordon stories that you could share? Um, I used to MC his hospitality on the side for DuPont, so I got to know him pretty good. Um, 
what I would do is I would find the most obscure thing I could about him and I would bring it up during the Q and A. And every day, every time he came out, you know, before every race, he did it. And you know, I get the, I get the crowd hyped and everything and he'd come out and they'd be all slathering and everything. And he would pull up and say, who's the MC? And he would say, Tim Packman. And you go, oh man, he always comes up with some wacky question in a funny way. So one time I got him with, um, hey, did you have any good Rocky Road ice cream this week? He looked over at me and goes, how do you know that? I go, just to pay attention, Jeff. I find things out. And another time I said, uh, hey, how about the Price is Right on Wednesday? Did you catch that? He looks at me again and he's like, how do you know that? I go, because you said you watch it. So I, I write things down, you know. Um, I have that interview on DVD. What's that? I have that interview on DVD. Where he said that he watched, that he likes to watch the prices right. Yeah, yeah. See, so there you go. But it would just be, you know, that, that was it. But I always, uh, you know, I'd see him when we talk, you know, um, you know. But it's not, you know, I never came to like be like best buds with these guys. But you, you end up becoming like Ron Hornaday and Bobby Allison are probably the two I'm closest with. Johnny Benson, I hang out a lot. Um, you know, you just get to know guys. You know, Kurt Busch, when I see him, we always sit and talk. Um, just because you're around so much, you yeah. Know, like, oh, hey, there you are, type thing. So, yeah, I'm a fan of Kurt um, too. Not as br- not so much his brother, but you know, yeah. Kurt. Kurt is definitely the definition of you know you've been to the top, of, you've risen to the top of the mountain through you know your dad's shadow. You've got talent right. of your own. You hit the peak, and then you start on the downward spiral, mm-hmm. and then you go back up. It's kind of like yes. the movie Driven. Where uh, Burt Reynolds' character, Carl Henry, hires Joe Tanto, Sylvester Stallone's character. He's been to the top. He's gone back down. But then at the then towards the end of the movie, he comes back up. Now, uh, I don't know if you know or if you've seen. Uh, have you seen my journalist work that I've done? I have not. I'm sorry. I, I was busy getting stuff ready for tonight's show and some other stuff I had to do on the website. So oh, who do you have uh, on the show tonight? Tonight we have 30-year uh, NASCAR official veteran. Um, he also worked on Dirt Cruise uh, for some big names. And he uh, he is our guest tonight. So uh, a lot of people, uh, we've had a good reaction because he's been around. People know him. and they uh, looking forward to hearing from an official. You know, what do the officials go through? What did they do? You know, How about when you had to administer a penalty on the track during a race? So yeah, and the, the fans track. get mad. Yeah, the drivers get mad. Crew chiefs get mad. Oh, yeah. I, I've I've heard uh, spot crew chiefs, you know, yelling, screaming, cussing, yeah. same thing in Texas, 2010 with Kyle Busch. That is that is a funny memory I have of Kyle Busch being a whiner. And uh, yep. I know you you got to be you know not biased, but you know I'm kind of biased. Uh, but uh, so the article I wrote is about uh, what a lot of people are calling the Jason Jacoby scandal. Uh, I don't know, if, but basically, I'll tell you this. I'll give you a little brief. Okay, so Jason Jacoby is a former iRacing YouTuber and Twitch streamer who began sim racing in 2005 on NASCAR Racing Season 2003 and ended that in 2008, and he was a part of Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s private league. When iRacing began to get popular, he joined that and was the second. um, He's actually an elder statesman of the sim racing community. And so, and he was really obsessive with it, and he was a big NASCAR fan. He's a big fan of Dale Jarrett. And he, in 2016, I believe, he had, he's, okay, so he's from Scottsdale, Arizona, but he, at the time, he lived in Athens, Georgia. So when he was in Athens, he commissioned, he had, 
or he commissioned Kirk May, the uh, team owner, the late model team owner, to build him a $30,000 sim rig. And he maxed out credit cards to pay for it. He had no intentions of paying him back. He used payday loans and cash advances to pay for it. But that was just the least of his troubles. He began getting involved with a very young girl at the time who was 10 years younger than him. And he groomed her for three years. And he blamed her for all the things that had happened because he said he had the he has the fear of God in him. And a lot of people in the community are saying, get this guy help and stuff. So right. it's it's a big, bizarre story. And and uh, right now, the, the trial as of right now, the trial hasn't happened yet. But he was arrested in July for a misdemeanor because he admitted on video that he abused his baby mama. Uh, the girl's name is Mackenzie. Unfortunate. Yeah. And um he also, do you remember when Lombard Bros Gaming sponsored Ryan Sieg's car a couple years ago? I uh, do not. Sorry, I'm not going to lie. Okay, so Jason Jacoby set that whole thing up, to my knowledge. Okay. And so um, so he did all this stuff, and then, and then last year, Joseph Lombard, the guy who runs it, was like, screw it, I'm done with this guy. And it was really bizarre and really strange and... A lot of people are saying, get this guy help. And he, um, as of right now, is facing 20 years in prison. And he has committed, uh, uh, on episode six, um, I talked with the guy who broke the news about this on social media. He said that, you know, we don't know the exact charges, but we do know he's in lots and lots of trouble. And um, so it's a, you know, it's no longer a sim racing nascar social media drama story it's a nascar story it's not an iRacing story this is a nascar story because you have a nascar team who's involved you have a nascar driver who was involved and you have a a company who was involved now if you don't know what lombard bros gaming is they're a game they're a group of it's two brothers joseph and zachary lombard who run it in honor of their father and they create an open society for people to join in their um, live streams, whether that's on Grand Theft Auto or NASCAR heat or whatever. So, uh, you know, uh, I like to take time because uh, we're midway through the interview. Uh, I probably have presented, you know, a lot of, you know, stories. Uh, you probably have some questions for me. So let's uh, open the floor for you to ask some questions if you'd like. You pretty much uh, told me you know, how you got started. Was your parents influencing? Uh, I got a question for you. How did you find Pub Table Racers? Okay, so Pub Table Racers, you know, I was doing my um, research for the Johnny Benson book. And my friend, Ultimate 23 Dragon, uh, told me, hey, you need to watch this because there's some interesting stuff in there. So I, w- so I went onto my computer. I put Pub Table. I found the video. I found the interview on YouTube. I put it into video notes and I started typing stuff on it. And I'm like, you know what? This is interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to watch more. So I watched the Steve Park video. I watched the Jennifer Joe Cobb video. I watched the, uh, she was was great. uh, I watched the, um, Ron Hornaday video. You know, these are people that I remember watching who I love, whose stories I just love listening to. Johnny's is a true 
grassroots story and especially you know yes. with john senior and barb and it's kind of funny how you guys said ignore caitlin and barb because right. <laughs> yeah barb actually uh i i don't know how true this is but i heard barb um uh there are a few stories i heard about barb that i w- uh one of which i will not tell but i heard barb would take trophies helmets and fire suits from Johnny, and sometimes Johnny would leave her at Berlin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, she 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 grabbed a few of the trophies and and uh, memorabilia in that, and uh, so they've had this little funny back and forth going for a while. But uh, you know, he he's got a really good sense of humor. He's, he's really down to earth. He's got that dry humor. Yeah, him and his sister, they have a a, a great uh, uh, have fun relationship. Yeah, um, you know. My brother passed away in 2006. Um, I I was three years old, um, going on four. Uh, My mom uh, was admitted for preterm labor to the Bronson Hospital in Kalamazoo. So uh, uh, my brother died uh, as an as basically an infant. But uh, you know, but uh, I got cousins and I got a lot of people who I hang out with. I got awesome friends. My co-host hasn't been on an episode yet, so. Hopefully he listens to this, but, uh, you know, um, so I got a question for you. Um, you know, this, this is, this is for me, uh, and I'll definitely go back and listen to this. And, you know, this is an idea for me to have guests on, but like what drivers would you say would probably be most interested in doing this podcast? Well, here's the funny thing, Alex, we started this and all of a sudden we have crew guys going, Hey man, if you need someone, okay. And then, drivers are picking up on it and now like if Warren and I go somewhere it's like you know separately like hey I saw the show with or hey I saw the uh thought it was great with so-and-so but um Corey LaJoy he's pretty funny I'd like to really get on uh I'd like to get uh, Kurt Busch on just because he he has such a different I want to say aura yeah a different presence about him now yes and I'd like to have him on, but um, fun. Like, we had Corey LeJoy on. He was hysterical. Steve Park was hysterical. Oh, yes. Um, we had Jeff Clark. He's, like, the vice president for uh, Roush Sheets Engines. We worked with him at uh, DEI. He was great. Slugger Lobby. We worked with the DEI. Oh, yes. There, so Slugger's awesome. Too, but, uh, and what our, what our show is about, like, we'd like to have some drivers on once on, but we're about the unsung stars. We're about the crew guys, the jack man, the tire guy, the, the uh, hauler driver. And, um, you know, we put out the question on our Facebook page, and we're like, "What, what type of guest would you like? What are you looking for?" And so, from the answers, we we started, uh, you know, getting we like to mix it on the driver once in a while just to make it good. But we, um, yeah, the... we, uh, we like the guys that so they share a story, and these people go, "Oh my God, it's so funny!" And you know, we had a tire guy on, or Jackman on, our front tire changer, and he was hysterical. You know, and piece that uh, well, just that guy's funny as heck. I said, yeah, that's why we call him Pop Tarts. He's just, he's good. Yeah, and uh, so that's kind of it. But as far as the drivers on, I I think uh, well, Clint Boyer would be like the ultimate. But um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, you, you got to you know pick and choose your guests. It's going to be someone you have to like pull teeth with, have great stories, and you know, and all their friends chime in and go, hey, tell us about this and tell us about that. And some of the un- unsung guys, like on the truck and the Xfinity like series, you know, like like Johnny Benson. Like, in the offseason yeah um yeah and you know like i said i love hearing the stories that these guys have to tell i mean 
Steve Park, I mean, he had an up and down career, but still it was sure. it was a great career. You know, yes. and you know, Johnny Benson, I mean, he's under he's the most underrated driver there is. Uh yep. one driver who I definitely think is a tad bit overrated is Michael Waltrip is uh Michael Waltrip, but um I will not explain well, partially for my biased reasons, but also because um, you know, it's just kinda how how I see things and kind of like, oh, well, John, well, not Johnny Benson. Well, it's no. free time now. It, and, you know, we'll bring it down because. Like what? Like, uh, well, the reason that I say that Michael Waltrip is a little overrated yeah. it is because of the quote unquote feud with Johnny Benson because um, <laughs> the story. Now, what, what Johnny said about how when Waltrip went up to him about the Chuck, about the whole thing with Chuck Ryder is like, uh, and he went up and Michael Walter said, Hey, I hear you're working with Chuck Ryder next year. And Johnny looked up at him and went, yep. That's it. Just, yep. I, said, I heard you've been talking to him. He said, yep. Yeah. yeah and, um, yeah. and he wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, you know, that that's funny. That's what no, people want to hear. And, um, and then, well, and th- then when Johnny was going to win the Daytona 500, Michael Waltrip wrecked, and that was not Johnny's fault, but or th- but Johnny ended up not winning the Daytona 500 because that was the caution he didn't need. And then in 2002, Johnny broke his ribs again at Daytona because of Michael Waltrip. But uh, and that's a joke that me and uh, Ultimate 23 Dragon have. But uh, you know what? I, I mean, I really look forward to um, seeing what uh, comes out of your. Uh, pub table racers podcast um so um yeah if you have any more questions uh please send them my way no i just like i said we're on uh, youtube so if people want to subscribe we would appreciate it like you um and then uh, you know we're also on uh, spotify apple podcast google podcast yeah anchor anchor i mean so we're, we're doing we can and, um you know, it's every every Tuesday night at nine o'clock. So we're going to give a break from the election stuff tonight. We're going to give them a we'll allow her some entertainment there while the states are coming in. So we'll yep. uh, we'll do that. But um, no, it's it's been a fun thing. And you know, they're on the website. We have mer- merchandise and stuff like that too. PubTableRacers.com. Hats. What do we have? Hats, t-shirts, koozies. If you're watching via and, the uh, YouTube, right now we have uh, tumblers. Yeah. You can put your coffee or a cold beverage in, if you know what I mean. Yeah. If you're watching via the YouTube aspect, I will put a link to the Pub Table Racers Facebook, YouTube, and website in the description below. Uh, we are also available on Spotify, yeah. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. So if you and uh, Anchor's who distributes Good. the podcast. So um, if you guys are interested, uh, please subscribe yes, to no, me. I always say Anchor. You know, I know the distributor. Yeah. Uh, please feel free to subscribe yes. to me. Also, f- subscribe to Pub Table Racers if you guys uh, are classic NASCAR fans like me. All right, so I, I would like to thank uh, Tim Packman for being the guest today. Um, yeah, once again, thank you uh, for taking the time out of your day to do this. Uh, I really appreciate this. And, um, yeah, uh, got any closing remarks? Yeah, it sounds like you're going to have a good future in this sport, Alex. You're knowledgeable, you know what you're talking about, and uh, you're passionate. I'll take you everywhere. Just don't lose that. Yeah, thank you so much. I actually uh, had my third grade teacher. Uh, we had a substitute teacher for a little while, and I did a report on Jeff Gordon, and I told, 
And she was like, you're really obsessed with this NASCAR thing. And I said, I'm not obsessed. I'm just a huge fan. She's like, yeah, whatever. I mean, she was a real B-I-T-C-H. And um, she, we gotcha. did, then we had to write a um, report on the occupation we wanted to do. And I said, I want to be a NASCAR driver. And she said, you're never going to be a NASCAR driver. Well, you know, I'm living, you know, my, I'm living my dream, but I'm not living my dream in the capacity I thought I would nine years ago. I'm living my dream interviewing people like you, interviewing people like Noah Sweet, who designed Jimmy Johnson's Texas paint scheme. You know, guys like that. And, you know, it's... That was a great story, yeah. I'll be honest, it's it's fun. And, uh, you know, the whole... Yeah, we love Lefty. And, uh, and hopefully we'll, uh, you know, I, I appreciate your words and saying that... Uh, I got a bright future, you know, I think. And here's what I'm going to say. Right now, if you guys want to ever get into journalism, because what I write about, I write about the esports side of it, like like, such as Jason Jacoby, but I'll also write about like features on drivers such as Johnny Benson. Uh, But and also I will have, uh, you know, probably a video later in December, what I see from the 2021 season. And um, obviously, Tim and uh, I believe your co-host's name is Warren, correct? What, Warren Brosell, yep. Okay. Warren takes care of the technical side of things, and I take care of the you know the newsy side of things. Okay. Yeah, you we know. We talk about how the cars are made and dragged and downforce and all that. So it works out good. Yeah. Um, if, you, uh, if you ever wanted to talk about the whole Jason Jacoby thing, let me know, and I'll, I'll give you the information you need. Okay. But as of right now... Uh, I will update you as of November 3rd, 2020. The trial has not happened. We all thought it would be on October 10th. However, I believe it was delayed because all the ducks aren't in a row yet. Uh, that's what uh, Austin Aganowski said. He's a Canadian race car driver, but uh, in Western Canada where drag racing is more prominent. And I know I talk really fast. I'm sorry about that, Tim, but, uh, you know, thank you so much. But uh, one last question uh, before I let you go here. What do you recommend doing? Like what school or what major would you recommend doing or going to if you wanted to be a broadcast journalism for NASCAR? Go go to whatever school you're going to go to and you like. Broadcast journalism, everything I did at Buffalo State College was racing NASCAR, racing NASCAR. To this day, one of the professors said, you need to start doing something else. There's a chance you won't make it here from Buffalo. And I published my first book with Bobby Allison. I sent him a copy. I said, dear Tom, I'm still working on the NASCAR career. I go, but thank you for all you taught me. I signed it. He found me on Facebook and goes, you're still a smart ass. I go, Tom, I prefer witty. So um, that, that, that was, so that, that's what I'm saying. If you're determined, you know what you want to do? Don't let anybody slow you down. I had so many people say, no, you can't do, you can't do that from Buffalo. Well, the hell I didn't. Yep. Take that. Yeah, and look at Rob Fredrickson. He's a he's a player. He he was a small he was a football player from a small town in Michigan, and he went to the NFL. Didn't really have a he had a long career as a linebacker. And I'll tell you something about how I got to find out about him. He was my great grandparents' neighbor on Tambark Trail in St. Joe. My great grandfather built the house next to the house he grew up in, the blue house next to the house he grew up in. That's the house my great grandfather built. But, um, yeah, thank you once again to Tim Packman. Um, 
so okay. do you have any uh, closing remarks for real this time? That's it. I just, I just, I just want to thank you. It was good to uh, talk with you, and uh, I hope uh, people keep watching your show and following you because it sounds like you got a lot of uh, good things you're talking about. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, thanks, man. I'll see you guys if you're watching via the YouTube aspect. I'll see you in the next video.